right, welcome, welcome, bienvenidos to another episode of the Academy Arguments. I'm Andrew Nunez. And I'm Brittany McHugh. And we are joined by ourselves for this episode. Uh, it's the best kind of company, wouldn't you say, Brittany? Sure. No, it's okay. It's she usually likes having someone else. She doesn't. She doesn't have to just talk to me for an I, hour. But you know, it's not so much that I don't enjoy my own company. So. Oh, okay, okay, all right. So we're gonna get into it. We're just gonna just jump in and uh, staying consistent with uh, kind of our theme that we've been doing of 80s. like dance eighties oriented films. The film that we're covering today is the 1980 American teen musical film Fame, directed by Alan Parker, starring a whole slew of folks, Eddie Barth, Irene Cara. Yeah, I mean, this was like a whole ensemble cast kind of film. And it's, it's kind of funny because twice when I was um, looking at this film, people were saying, oh, I thought I downloaded Flashdance. And then I was talking to a friend that I was reviewing this film. I'm like, oh, you mean the film where like someone like splashes the water on them? And I'm like, nope, that's also flash dance uh so. i mean well andrew i mean there is some crossover um because irene cara sings the main song for flash dance true she true. sings flash dance and i didn't realize that until literally three minutes ago while i was looking <laughs> and i was like oh shit that's her yeah yeah so i was like okay i i, I guess you know at one point all the dance films they just kind of like mesh together a little Probably. bit but wait uh, until we do dirty dancing oh boy oh boy uh before we get too far into this let's first talk about kind of what were our impressions going in to see this film for the first time i'm assuming we both saw this for the first time yes yes okay yep same uh we'll start off with you Brittany. Yeah, so I, I haven't seen this film before. I have seen the 2009 remake of oh, this film. Oh, ouch. Which was a, a movie. <laughs> and I remember just, I have this vivid memory of the whole time I was watching it. My mom was sitting right next to me. She was watching it with me. And she was telling me like, oh, yeah, that happened in the TV show. That happened in the TV show. That happened in the TV show. Because like mm. this movie spawned the iteration of a TV show that was based off of it, which honestly makes more sense for me than this movie. But, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I knew, like, the basic idea of what it was. And I knew the song Fame because of the 2009 movie. They still use it. But other than that, I had no fucking clue. Gotcha. Yeah, no, it was the same thing with me. You know, I I knew that it spawned, like, the TV show, the remake, all this stuff, like, the musical and all, and all those things. But I had never seen the actual, you know, uh, film that spawned it all. So I knew, obviously, like it was held in, you know, um, high, uh, what's it called? Reverie? Is that? Is regard. That regard. Thank you. High regard. Um, for its spawn of a bunch of these things. Um, I just never seen the the thing that started it all. And obviously, we all know, you know, this song. <laughs> Remember uh, my name. So, yeah, I, I knew like a, a, like a bunch of really good things about it. I just never really bothered to see it. I also think that like one one fact that I heard about the film, which I thought was kind of funny. Originally, this film was called Hot Lunch. <laughs> yeah, which turned out to be a pornographic movie. <laughs> well, no, it was, well, yeah, that and uh, they found out it's New York slang. Oh um, yeah, yeah, for oral sex. So, uh -huh. um, hence, but the, the... but you know, they still kept a song in there called Hot Lunch. So, <laughs> yep. So yeah, I'm I'm happy they changed the title. That was a that was a good call. Uh, but yeah, the, its its reputation preceded itself. 
and I'd never seen the it's film. It's reputation for oral sex preceded itself? No, fame, fame. <laughs> okay. Fame's reputation preceded, oh my God, Brittany. <laughs> what? You were literally just talking about oral sex I think moments my, before. I think my mind jumped to the next topic. And I just never stated we were moving on to the Do next topic. Do you not topic. remember that scene where they just had oral sex in the movie? Mm-hmm. Just that whole like 20 minute sequence where it was just oral sex? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's get into the film and you talk about- You don't want to talk about oral sex? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's just so many other things about this film that we could talk about despite that. Uh... So we'll jump into the film now, but first we have to talk about how we did at the Oscars. Yes. It was the 53rd Academy Awards. It was nominated in seven different categories, ended up winning two, and the winners were Best Original Song for Fame by Michael Gore and Dean Pitchford, and Michael Gore for Best Original Score. Uh, Christopher Gore was nominated for Best Screenplay Written Directly for Screen, lost to the movie Melvin and Howard. Gary Hamblin was nominated for Best Film Editing, lost to Raging Bull. Michael and Leslie Gore were nominated for Best Original Song for Out Here on My Own, but lost to Fame, obviously. Uh, And Michael J. Kohut, Aaron Rockin, J.M. Harding, and Chris Newman were nominated for Best Sound, lost to The Empire Strikes Back. Ooh, I guess if you're going to lose to any film, like oh, that's, yeah. that's a good film to lose that's to. That's a good film to lose to. <laughs> Dang. I love that film. Um, yeah. I honestly, I got to say, I actually think that they made a mistake here. I think Out Here on My Own should have won over Fame. Really? I think that was a better song in the movie than Fame was. Fame was great. Don't get me wrong. I have it in my head constantly all morning. It's just I've been singing the one part I can remember of it. Um, for, for some reason, I thought the song by David Bowie was going to make an appearance in this film. I don't know why. why? Like, well, because, you know, it's called Fame, and they literally took inspiration from the title of David Bowie's song to retitle this film. So, I don't know. I was just kind of expecting it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just had that weird expectation. I don't know either, Like, <laughs> All right. Let's jump right in. Um, First off, just to start off talking about this film i do want to give praise to how diverse this cast was like they included so many different kinds of narratives in this film and also for it being well they shot they started shooting this in 1979 to like feature like a homosexual character in the film and actually like view them in a positive light and like someone who's you know uh latinx and like all all these different you're um, not you're not talking about the guy who played Ralph as Latinx, right? No, no. Well, I'm talking okay. about just like the that character. That dude was very white. Well, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, like actually representing through the characters is a whole sure, different story. Sure. But like talking from the perspective of the characters, I appreciate that they were willing to like show all these different um, perspectives. Like one thing that I resonated with like very much was the scene um where his sister is like attacked by a junkie and they go to the church and like he's he's like completely like gets upset at his mom because he's like the church like can't fix her like we they need to she needs to go to a doctor and it's like i resonated with that shit like super hard and so yeah i just i just love that there was this diversity throughout the storylines it wasn't just like because they could have easily made this about like just a bunch of 
rich white kids and you know the privilege they have attending a, a performing arts school and all that but i appreciate the 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 guts they had especially for the time period that it was to really show a spectrum in in the stories do i wish some of them were represented better yes but like the guy um, who played the puerto rican yeah not being yeah barry miller the very white actor from from a character standpoint not from a casting standpoint I agree that that shit was bad, but from a character standpoint, I appreciate that they were willing to show so many different perspectives, which I was a fan of. Leaving that there. Cool. Okay. This film is a mess. (laughs) For one thing, it doesn't have an ending. There's no ending. It it does any of the characters. There's no conclusion. I, just, I it just ends in the middle of their story. Essentially, you mean to tell me that graduation ceremony is not a conclusion? That Brittany? wasn't a, but it's not a conclusion to any of that's their the story. conclusion of high school. What other conclusion oh my, could you possibly ask for? What are you talking about, Andrew? None of it makes okay. Let's start with the very okay. I'm gonna start with. Let's see. Let's go through these characters because there's a lot, right? There's mm-hmm. a lot of characters, so. Mm-hmm. We have the character Coco, played by Irene Cara, who I had to look up her name because I don't think it's said once in this entire film. Her thing is that she's this triple threat. She acts, she dances. There's a little bit of animosity between her and that other ballet dancer because I guess her and Leroy were dating and then that other blonde ballet dancer stole him even though it didn't I didn't know they were dating at any point I don't know how that came about there was that whole scene with her and Bruno the piano player where they were starting a band together and they had a nice friendship and I thought they might were were maybe we're gonna end up together but that did not happen mm-hmm. um that has no conclusion um and then there was uh the actor part of her in which she is lured into this guy's house and pressured into taking her oh, top yeah. off. Yeah. And that's it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what happens to her. Notice there's no conclusion to any three of those storylines she was in. Now we move on to Bruno. Bruno's thing is that he doesn't want to like show his music to other people but he has this like new type of music where he uses a synthesizer and that clashes with the more traditional aspects of the school and they have him playing the violin for some fucking reason why are they having a person who plays a synthesizer play a violin i don't i don't get that anyway and then at the end it's him playing piano just classic piano mm-hmm. and his dad like at somewhere in the middle, his dad like uses his taxi to play his music and he gets upset with him and then walks away. And that then two more years pass by. And at the end of it, he plays piano. Mm-hmm. And then we've got, we've got our actor trio. Doris. Yes. Doris. Who's as flamboyant as a bagel. We've got Doris. We've got, <laughs> uh, Ralph. And we have that other guy whose name I have completely forgotten. Montgomery? Montgomery, thank you. Mm -hmm. So they have, like, they're discovering themselves as an actor. Ralph wants to be a comedian, and he has a little bit of a start on that. And then 
he ha- goes into drugs very quickly within like the last 10 minutes of the movie and then he has a bad was it, set. Was it drugs or was it just drinking? I think I thought, it was drugs as well. Oh, I thought because I thought it was just like drinking. It might have okay. been. I, okay. I thought um, based yeah. on... Uh, and then, Either way, he becomes, I mean, like what he says, a professional asshole. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. He, and then he has like a nice chat with Montgomery and then nothing. And then Montgomery's story is that he comes out to everyone and then he starts feeling kind of left out because Doris and Ralph become a couple and then that's never really resolved. And then Doris's story is she's kind of discovering herself and she has that moment at Rocky Horror Show where she gets high and then uh, her and Ralph break up, I guess. Uh, and mm-hmm. then nothing. Mm-hmm. And then we have Leroy, of course, who his thing is that I believe he can't read. Yeah, and he's, he's a very good dancer. And he clashes mm-hmm. and he dances and he has sex with the blonde ballet girl. Hillary. And I think she gets pregnant and has mm-hmm. an abortion. Um mm-hmm. And that her name was Hillary. Hillary. Hillary Van Doren. Was never her said her name once. Um, I think they said, they said it like right when, when her character was introduced. I never. It? They said she's new. No, no, no. Yeah, you know. Um, they said her name uh, when she was speaking with one of the dance students. But it was kind of like a blink and you miss it oh, sort of God. thing. Oh, God. I never so. caught her name. I just called her Blonde Ballet Girl. Blonde um, Ballet Girl. Then, Damn. um. We have Leroy, he's a dancer, but he's also clashing with his English teacher because uh, he's he can't read and he's very frustrated by that and she's pushing him to read, I guess. And um, then at the end, I guess he like failed out of the class and then he comes, he probably had the most conclusion because he came to like an understanding with his English teacher. Side note mm-hmm. though, he should have been expelled his freshman year because of all that property damage he did. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like, when he just like, had that tantrum was yeah, just breaking I'm shit. I'm like, okay, so you're gone. You're expelled. <laughs> like- so so fun fact, Gene uh, Anthony Ray, the, the the actor who plays Leroy, yeah. um, he actually was expelled from uh, a performing arts school for uh, for bad behavior. And also Irene Cara was also a former performing arts high school student as mm-hmm. well. And then we also had like more of a side character. We had that dancer who we had that little bit where she wasn't good and her teacher told you you're out of the program because you're not good. And then she debates killing herself. Yeah, you see her just like walking towards the plane trip. I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 what's happening? And then she decides she's going to join the drama program and we never see her again. And that's halfway through the movie. I will say she decided pretty instantaneously in that moment. She went from like about to jump in front of the train to like, I'm just going to do drama instead. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, okay. Yeah. I'm happy you didn't kill yourself. Right. We never see her again. You obviously <laughs> were just here for this, this little vignette, and you're no longer important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of those stories I have are somehow crammed into four years that we witness within this high school. No conclusions for anyone. None that makes sense, really, for their characters. And it's just, it's so, it's a mess, man. It's it's like, I think this director did commercials, and I'm like, that shows. I, I can't speak to, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, 
filmed ads for about 10 years. Yeah, it shows. Which won awards for creativity, according to Wikipedia. Okay. It still shows. Like, there's no... Commercials don't have a story that, like, needs a follow-through. Mm-hmm. This yeah. doesn't have any follow-through. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm going to say a very similar thing that I said for, for Flashdance, that it's like, I feel like what, what makes these, these things, the cultural icons that they've become, was never the groundbreaking story. I, I, I like I I feel like the the story that's not what what you know made this thing the film that spawned a whole franchise. You know, obviously if it's if it ended up performing so well where it spawned a whole franchise that lasted for decades after that. Not there decades. was decades, yes, decades. Lasted, the TV show lasted for 6 years. The remake was released in 2009, hence decades. Um, okay. I got my receipts. Okay, so I don't think we can say it spawned for decades if the TV show lasted for six years and then it took a 10-year gap. There were there were stage then... musicals in between those periods. Okay, though. fair. Fair then. Um, so obviously, you know, like a truly, truly terrible film like gets released and it just fades into obscurity and no one ever talks about it ever again. This the film... The Room. The Room? Well, see, truly, the room truly terrible film, but it's so bad. It's great. It's so mm. bad. It's genius. Like, even if you wanted to try to make a film as bad as the room, you couldn't. Like, I one of my friends described the room so beautifully. It's a it's a film made by someone who's so passionate about filmmaking, but has no fucking idea about how to make a film. Okay, Flashdance. Yeah, and Flashdance really, really, really bad. But look look at how many films have copied scenes from I, it. This to, is what it, I'm saying, Andrew. Yeah. I don't think being good has anything to do with the way why people were attracted to this film. You're saying like a truly bad film wouldn't last this long. That's absolutely not true. Bad films last long all the time. Like this? Where it, it ends up spawning so many different things? Yeah, of course. Not as often as you, you think. You, Not as often are, as you, you think. You in the last in the last episode talked about how you think High School Musical is a bad film. That film spawned two I sequels didn't say, and a TV show. I never said it was a bad film. I never said it was you, a bad film. I said that like, the plot isn't there to change the world, mm-hmm. but there are so many other things to like about High School Musical. There's the dance numbers. There's the characters. There's the little like uh, uh, exchanges between the characters. Like that's. That's what sells us, you know, that the fact that we can leave that film and be like bopped to the top is like stuck in our brains or, you know, just like some of the, the exchanges that, you know, uh, Troy and Gabriella have like that's that's what makes it enduring. Not that the plot was like, oh, my God, that twist at the end, like breaking free, like, no, but that's not the point. The, the whole point of these films is is it gives us something memorable to stick with and it gives us like really catchy songs like. Fame, its plot was not out to change the world, but the representation that that it had character-wise in the film, the songs. I mean, these are songs that okay, that that okay. that we stick with us today. That's that's what gives it its longevity, not its groundbreaking plot. Because yeah, the plot was confusing and it, there were issues plot-wise, but that's not what gives it its longevity. Okay, Andrew. Yes. Here, here's where I'm going to argue with you. So we mm-hmm. have. 
here's where I think this movie differs from Flashdance, which is the point you're trying to make that Flashdance was a movie that was more about the dance sequences and the songs and so on. And this movie is the same. It's more about the sequences and the songs and not the characters. I think Mm -hmm. it's very opposite. I think this movie was purposefully made to be stories about the characters and it was not devoted and no time was devoted to that. So it didn't turn out well. Mm -hmm. We can sing the song Fame. Like I've sung it a couple of times since we've started here. That's the song that people remember, right? Mm -hmm. Sing me two other songs in this movie. Just a little bit. Two other songs. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. I mentioned one at the beginning. Oh, God. Don't look it up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, I couldn't right now. Uh-huh. I couldn't right now. Yep. But. Because there are literally, there's like four other songs in this entire two and- two hour and 14 movie while Flashdance I think squeezed in like six songs in an hour and 30 um mm-hmm. and they're not really sequences I mean the two big sequences are Hot Lunch by the way which is one that I mentioned at the beginning that you mm-hmm. could not remember <laughs> um mm-hmm. uh where they're all dancing in the cafeteria and Fame where they're all dancing in the street by the way mm-hmm. both times I'm like these kids are a bunch of assholes how they're blocking fucking traffic mm-hmm. this is not okay that they're doing this um Then we have uh, Out Here on My Own, which is the song that Irene sings when she's just playing the piano. Wait, there's also a song that Montgomery performs And there's also a song that Montgomery plays on his guitar. Mm -hmm. And then there's the song at the finale. But none of those other songs, except the the Hot Lunch and Fame and the finale song, really have a sequence attached to them. Mm -hmm. They're just kind of like, oh, this is a character moment we're supposed to witness here. Mm-hmm. That's why I think this movie doesn't work like Flashdance does. Flashdance was about the sequences. Flashdance was about the music videos. This movie's not. This movie has a lot of time that's strictly devoted to watching the characters have these character moments, but mm-hmm. there's which aren't necessarily bad character moments, but there's never any payoff of them. Mm-hmm. We just see like little snapshots of them. And I think maybe they were trying to be like, Maybe they were trying to be like, this is a cynical look at what performing arts or the entertainment industry really is. But I'm like, you know, I don't really, no one really wants to watch a movie about real life because that would be incredibly boring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, that's where I'm like, you're losing me here because you're getting so close to being interesting with these characters and actually like... Like when they addressed like Doris and her stage mom, I'm like, oh, okay, are we going to see like some, some thing here where Doris stands up to her mom? Nope. Never once. Never Mm -hmm. once. Her mom, her mom says that comment about her getting pregnant and having an abortion. And I honestly was like, did she get pregnant? What? What?" Oh yeah. Like the, the knocked up. I was was so confused by that scene. I'm like, is she pregnant? What's happening right now? Mm -hmm. I mean, I assume she had sex with ralph because this scene wouldn't be happening if she didn't but also that's so weird because montgomery saw them in a really vulnerable moment which and then he just left his own apartment and left his keys on his own bed and i guess he was just like okay cool my two friends are gonna have sex in my apartment while i stand outside now 
Mm-hmm. That was so fucking weird. I, I was like, this is bizarre. Mm-hmm. I like, I was like, I was waiting, but like, it's all set up and no payoff. And when it's a bunch of music videos, that's fine. But this movie isn't a bunch of music videos. This movie is trying to have an opinion on these characters. This movie is mm-hmm. very plot, nothing, and very character focused. But that doesn't work when you don't have development for your characters that come in like a full circle kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I see what you mean, especially with trying to have like all four years. Yeah, too ambitious. <laughs> too Within a two hour and 13 minute uh, time period, it is mighty ambitious. Even though, you know, we have that that resolution, well not resolution, but more There's so no like no resolution in this the film. graduation, the graduation scene at the end, which I honestly I really did like a lot how how that was filmed. Um we do get all these moments, you know, freshman, sophomore, junior year. I think the first half of like freshman, sophomore year I loved those those periods when you know we really start to see them like interacting with one another. We are introduced to their struggles and everything. Um, I think that the it, it feels like almost the the further we got into the film, the shorter we got with each school year. Yeah, it was it was just like uh, like freshman year auditions. Freshman year, like we'll we lay all the groundwork. So long on the auditions. On seeing we people did. we are it never going to see again. The first 30 minutes of the film was just the audition period. It wasn't even like the actual, like, they're not actually in school anymore. It was just the auditions um, and trying to introduce everybody. And and I like that a lot, especially like how the film began uh, with uh, Montgomery. Um, like on, on his acting audition, I... I loved that beginning. I called it oh. right the second he was speaking. I'm like, he's doing a monologue. I know <laughs> Wait, when people hold are on. doing monologues. I, okay, as someone who actually, you know, went to school for acting, how how was the like the coaching scenes? The okay. acting you know, like, like I, I want to hear your take on this. Like I remember here, seeing this scene, I was like, oh, I want to see what Britney thinks about this. Here's what I'm gonna say about this. Uh for one, it's a little different. I went to university. Mm-hmm. For acting, I didn't go to high school, so I yeah. didn't have, so there was, there, just, like, the whole structure of it, I think, mm-hmm. is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, but, okay, I can, I could tell when people are doing monologues, for sure. I'm like, you have a monologue voice, and I can kind of hear it right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that stuff, like, standing in a circle and making weird noises and shit like that, yeah, for sure, we've done that. Like, absolutely. They're vocal exercises. You absolutely do those. Um, Even, like, the lying down and just feeling the heaviness of your body. I'm like, yeah, yeah, for sure happened. That dude fell asleep for sure has happened in class. I I know exactly what this is. Um, Mm -hmm. But you also, like, spend time doing monologue work and scene work and stuff like that. I had no idea what Montgomery and Doris were doing when they were just outside playing these characters like they were sitting in the snow and Doris was pretending to be a blind I'm like what the fuck is this yeah we were never once asked to do that in acting school I don't know if they took that upon themselves or if that was some kind of homework assignment but whatever it was it was very confusing overall like I don't know what to say here man I don't like some of it's accurate some of it's not it's like 
Mm-hmm. It's acting school. Actors are weird. <laughs> what do you want me to say? <laughs> I can't speak to anything in regards to the music or dance schools, though. Yeah. Yeah. Not, neither can I. Um, yeah. And, and that's something that I thought that was like, was really interesting is, you know, folks who, as folks who are, you know, very involved in, in the arts in one way or another, um, I, I got this sense throughout the, the story that like, this was someone who like knew some aspects very well. And then for others was just like, this cynical. sounds, this sounds about right. You know, it was a very like, cynical outlook. Like I mm-hmm. feel like there were two different tones vacillating between each other. And I actually mm-hmm. looked this up and it's because the writers had very two different ideas about mm-hmm this film one of them had like a more hopeful approach and the other one had like a more dark and gritty approach and i think they tried to do both and i'm like you know i just Mm. i can't really decide what the tone is here like you're very cynical but at times you're very aspirational as well so this was kind of like um a Zack Snyder meets Joss Whedon oh sort God. of thing. Like two very different conflicting <laughs> I don't tones think it was that trying bad. to strike balance in the same film. But I see what you mean. Cause there were, there were some moments where like it, like it, it did get very dark. Like for example, that, that scene where she ends up um, unintentionally auditioning for that pornographic film. Right, director. And I'm like, like, girl, leave. I like, I, what are you I had to I had to look away during that because I I ew, oh my god it was uncomfortable to watch like it was so just like like you said like it it felt it felt like a scene that's her from, ending yeah that's the last big scene other than her singing at graduation that we see her in yeah and she's like she's got the most storylines going mm-hmm yeah yeah so like that was weird or like even when um. They're getting food after the the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and they see Michael, who's like their server at the restaurant, and it's just like addressing kind of like the the awkwardness of like, oh, he's you know was gonna go out and like last time we saw him two years ago, he was gonna go to L.A. and make it and do all this stuff, and you can see he's carrying kind of like this not guilt, but like this almost like the shame, you know. I I actually um, appreciated that scene because yeah. like that happens to everyone. Oh. It's like, it's just such like an idol thing. Like you really think mm-hmm. these people are so good and so cool and they are good, but then like, it's just a hard business and they crash. And I'm like, that I get, that I can relate to. I liked that scene. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like that. Like it started so aspirational, got so cynical and then just ended without any resolution to either of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember reading somewhere that, the director actually wrote his own draft of, of the script and still gave Christopher Gore credit. Um, but yeah, you can, you can sense where the rewrites, like where the, where the original movie was and where Alan Parker's rewrites happened. Um, and so, so yeah, as a result, you kind of get these two sort of conflicting tones who kind of just like, it's like, it's like two different movies that want to exist in the one movie. You know? It should have been, they should have done one year, one year of high school, two at most. Mm-hmm. Like, And then tease the sequel, you know? Yeah, we can't devote, it. actually, I, I take that back. It should have just been a TV show. <laughs> it should have just been a TV and show. And the TV show actually lasted a, yeah, a long while. Yeah, the TV show lasted yeah. six years. And a couple yeah, of yeah. the people from the movie came over and did the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But like, oh God, I just was like, it's just so messy, man. It's so messy. And I'm like, I'm trying to love these characters, but I can't because you're not giving me time with them. That being said, I do appreciate the performances of of the actors in in, in this film. Like, I I think that, especially given the plot they have to work with, they do a, a really good job of of making us care. Um, yeah, because it's just scene work they're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. they're not actually doing a whole show; they're just doing scenes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's the difference between like doing an entire play and just doing a scene in class. They were just doing a bunch of nonsensical scenes that don't relate to each other. Yeah, but like I feel like you can't you can't ding them for that. That's no, that's no, more so I'm the not, fault I'm of, not of the script. Them for that, that's not their yeah. fault. <laughs> yeah, like I I feel like that the, the acting is 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 one of the big reasons why you know I I continue to stay invested, even though like especially like like we have already discussed in the second half the plot kind of strays in several different directions. Um, you, you still feel for these folks. You still feel for the experiences that they're going through. Um, like, I mean, I know that this was like a monologue performance still, but I remember when Ralph was like giving his monologue about like when Freddie Prince died and all of that. And just feeling really, really, I mean, I know, I know it was a monologue. No, I'm not I, know was... it. I have to do monologues all the time. <laughs> It's just, I'm just like, yep, that's a monologue voice. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, but still it's like, you know, you, you really get, get to care for, for the characters and, and given the scenes that they have to work with, I think each one of these folks did a really, really good job of embracing their character and what it's supposed to be. Like when Leroy confronts his teacher outside of the, uh, like I think it was like in a, on a bench in the hospital. It was, yeah, it was. It was. Mm-hmm. Was her husband dying? Did oh, we I, thought, ever... I thought it was her, her dad. No, didn't, didn't, didn't on say, Wikipedia like, it says her husband. Why did he say that? How's your old man doing? I think that's another word was that... you could say for husband. Really? Yeah, it's just slang. I've always known old man to be like. I, I have like also always known it, but like yeah. I guess it's like the thing nowadays where people are like, "Oh my god, he's daddy" and stuff like that. Oh my god! What? It's the same thing. <laughs> Andrew it, just it, shrunk down. <laughs> like you guys can't see this, but Andrew like literally <laughs> just curled into a ball on the floor. <laughs> In queer culture, daddy carries a very different meaning. Um. All right. Uh. <laughs> Well, as I was saying, you know, during that scene, especially like where they both had kind of been butting heads the whole time. I feel like Leroy had been flicking the teacher off like half the time in the movie Um, to have that sort of like cathartic scene for both of them. You know, that that felt really good. And I I felt really drawn into that scene, even though they kind of just like leave it there and and never really... (laughs) So like, <laughs> really do anything with that that yeah. scene i still loved a lot because it, it it just it brought out a tender side in both of them that i don't feel the other one knew existed and despite what's going on in both of their lives that they could come together and just be humans in that moment i i thought it was a really beautiful thing also from my understanding like he got like some kind of dance gig but he couldn't do it unless he, he graduated graduated mm-hmm. and then she failed him because i guess he still can't read mm-hmm. we don't we don't 
This is a really big thing. This kid is in high school and he cannot read. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. We never... Do we ever learn if he learns how to read? No, I think the last time we see him, he's like... He's dancing. Oh and my God. And like... <laughs> That's that's kind of that's kind of it. Years. Like, okay, if they really if they really put so much emphasis on academics at this school, how did this dude get by 4 years without failing all his classes? Mhm. How is he still No offense, Leroy, you're a great dancer, but you should have been expelled so many times in this movie. Mhm. Yeah. Like, oh, the logic, the logic. I'm like, really? We should devote more time to this. Like, maybe, is this teacher going to help him learn? Like, nah, she's just going to be an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree. That that part was a little odd. And I I feel, I know his character carried over to the TV series. Yeah. Um, So... I'm hoping that in the series, the TV series, they actually got to focus a little bit more on that that aspect of the character. Right, um, but we're not talking about the TV. Oh, series. I know, I know, I know. But we're talking but yeah, about the 1980 film, <laughs> the one that started it all. Um, we're gonna live forever, and we're gonna learn how to fly. Hi. We're gonna live forever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I do think that that this film suffered from a, a little bit of a character overload, where they, they were so they, many they, characters they were trying to like do a, a bit too much, and I, I feel kind of bad because there were some characters that I really got to care for, and there were others um, like Lydia. Lydia was the one that was considering suicide, right? Was it Lydia? What was her name? I don't know. Here's here's the names that I know they said. They said Doris, they said uh-huh. Ralph, I think they said Montgomery, they said mm-hmm. Leroy, and they uh-huh. said Bruno. I don't did not hear a name for any other character. <laughs> Michael? You heard uh, uh, Michael? Right, I heard Michael. How could we forget about Michael? The good old Michael. Three scenes. Good old, good old Michael. Um, yeah, I I think that if they had kind of distilled it like thrown the cast through a like a um um, a filter and have just kind of like say okay like these are the ones that we want to focus on they could have thrown more more time and again i i appreciate very much the effort that was made in trying to show the diversity of like all these different narratives going into a performing arts school and all that i feel like this is your only point you have because you've said that four times yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. You've also brought this point that's like, oh, it does not stand on its own. It's that's fair, you know. So I'm allowed to 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 repeat points if you are. Um, but I I think in, in trying to do so much, you know, it, it it and like I said, like towards the end of the film, they realized, oh shit, we're coming up on two hours, ah, and like trying to to even like throw some narratives together. But in trying to do that, Did we you- we just kind of like. I think if they had teased like a sequel or something, it wouldn't have but been they can't as bad. Do a sequel because they well, no, no, graduated. No. But, but like I'm saying, like if they had changed it up, where like um, this covers like only the first two years, 
of, of school, like, yeah. uh, you know, freshman and sophomore year. And we kind of like leave things a little bit like up in the air about like, oh, what's going to happen? Like we're, we got we got cliffhangers for all of these. Like you want to see more? You know, let's get the sequel going. But it, it was incredibly ambitious to cover four years of school for what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So many characters. Eight characters. So many characters. Eight characters across four years of high school That's in two much. hours and 13 minutes. That's too much. Like, um, Also, okay. So, like, let's talk a little bit about the ships, shall we? <laughs> so we have the incredibly toxic relationship between Ralph and Doris, in which it starts bad. I don't know why she ends up with him. Um, I mean, it, it is sort of like... Terrible, no. but then like we're, her, her we're harassing her. Oh, oh yeah, no, no, that, that was bad. That was bad. yeah, yeah. So like, no, Doris, I'm sorry. Uh, bad choice, bad choice. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I mean, it was fine. It was fine. I guess like they had that regular trope where it's like, oh, he's a bad boy, but you just don't understand him, and you see him in a vulnerable moment, and you're like, I can fix him. I hate those that trope. Um. And then we also had, I guess, Leroy and Coco were a thing. And then mm-hmm. Leroy and Blonde Ballerina were a thing. And it seems like Leroy straight up, if Leroy and Coco were a thing, it seems like Leroy straight up cheated on Coco with Blonde Ballerina. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sh- thing, and then this is, then we had... Coco and Bruno had that really nice moment where um, she was playing the piano and singing and he was just kind of staring at her. And then awkwardly, his dad came in and just sat there in silence. (laughs) Yeah, that was odd. Did you think that something was going to happen between them? No, no, I, I very much did. I don't know. I think that was more just them sharing a moment in music. I don't mm. think that was. I but then like, I mean he later... like touched he touched her like hand or something. It was like oh that was like that was nice. Yeah, but then later but, like... in the car with, uh, also oh my god I completely forgot about this. Later in the car in his dad's taxi, she like says goodbye and her dad's like oh he loves making music with you you make him so much better and she's like oh yeah no we're 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 a good partnership and then he like very much implies that there's something more going on there at least for him Mm -hmm. and then i completely forgot about that she goes out she exits the place into like this fancy apartment building and then like turns around and goes somewhere else where does she go that's never brought up again. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and add that to the long list of things that are never brought up again. <laughs> like, that's... No one... Why are we assuming she's... Is there ever really a storyline present beforehand where people assume she's, like, rich? I I don't know. I, I Look, I... I've acknowledged that since the beginning of this episode that the story is shit. It's it's uh, not it's not good. It's not good. But like I, I said, just, it feels like this was a pitch packet. This was a pitch packet for the half, TV show. Half baked pitch packet. Like it 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 was just like, like a, here are all the things that could happen if you make this a TV show. 
<laughs> it was just like, here are all the wonderful things, the wonderful characters and, you know, diversity and dance and arts. And it was just like, okay. Think um, about all the storylines. We're going to set them up, but we're not going to resolve them because there might be a TV show and we might use them. And and you know what? Like, I I will say that Despite the story being complete shit, you know, just like really, it's like, it's like, um, it's like a toxic relationship. It sets you up to care about them and it just walks away, leaves you wondering where they went. Um, in some, in, in some cases, the characters literally leaves you wondering where they went. Leave you wondering um, where they went. Yeah. Um, where, where the fuck Lydia, you said her name was, where did she go? I didn't even mm -hmm. see her in the graduating finale. Mm -hmm, exactly. Like, le like literally leaves you wondering where some of these people went. Um, the, the performances, the, the charm of the actors, I feel that is, that was what, what was the, the, the saving grace for, for this film is the, the casting choices that were made and still like before there was no resolution, the way that we came to care for these characters throughout the film, was it kind of nasty that they left us hanging on a lot of these folks? Yes. But I think everybody saw, you know, these are characters I can care about. These are characters I can get behind. That's arguably why they they decided to make this into a TV show. So, yeah, story's terrible, but the characters with the scenes that we do get, even if they are you know more so like random scenes thrown together, as you said, it does get us to care about them. Like I think yeah. my 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 favorite scene with with Montgomery is when he is you know playing his his song. Which I found out later, he actually did. I think in this audition, and they just like brought that into the film. Um, okay. Which I which I thought was like really cool. It's actually an original song that he that he made, um, which I thought was neat. But I think all those other things like really came to make this this film endearing for me, despite the frustrations that I had with so many frustrations with, with the plot, despite so those things. Many frustrations. <laughs> Also, are insurmountable. Also, when they are like dancing in the street, okay, yes, they're, they're being fucking intrusive. assholes. Yes, they're being assholes. But also, God when they're it. dancing on top of the tables and like lifting them up in the cafeteria, I'm like, that's fucking school property. Mm -hmm. Like, you're what are you doing? You have a lunch lady that's trying her best. This cafeteria is much too small. You you really need to give these workers a break. They mm -hmm. do you think they do that every day at lunch? And the worker and the like lunch monitors are like, oh my god, this again. Oh my god. Just they're, another they're... just another day in this goddamn school. I mean, they go one day without having a dance montage. Like that's I just want one day. Can't you guys eat when do you guys eat? Like when do you guys eat? Do you ever think about like do you think maybe there's food? You have thrown the food on the ground at this point to so that you can make room for your art. Like just be normal. <laughs> <laughs> Just be normal. <laughs> oh God, those poor workers. Oh my God, it's it's amazing. Ugh. All right, is there anything else that we want to cover? Anything else that we want to touch I, on that we want to discuss? Good. Okay, I'm good. Good? All right, we'll head straight into recommendations then. Starting oh, with you. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I freaking loved it. <laughs> uh <laughs> 
it's it's messy and nonsensical and there's no resolution whatsoever and that's frustrating beyond belief i freaking loved this movie <laughs> yeah yeah same same like i can't I, explain why i cannot yeah. explain why yeah like like i said like the, the the and i've said this this whole episode like the plot is absolute shit but like to me the charm of of this film is not in the plot it's it's in everything else and even though yes i do think the sequences especially the the scene out in the car or out in the streets i think that could have been shot way better and and considering how like they had dancers like learn elaborate sequences for that scene which are so messy and you which couldn't I see any even of them see. i was like god damn like you're gonna you put people on the other side any of them because the like, camera just yeah. wouldn't focus on anyone but i'll be damned if i didn't want to get up and dance still like it was I just still it. it was just still like oh my god like i just feeling my best self like i was like was, i was I was watching this in the morning and I was watching it on my phone and I'm like, this is great. Oh my God. I'm like so into this. Yeah. When she same. brought up the Rocky Horror, I'm like, fuck yeah, Doris. Yeah, during I the, love yeah. this. During the time warp sequence. Yeah. So it's like, this it, this was like the original high school musical. Yeah. You know? Honestly, yes. I'm with you there. This the, was very much the original high school musical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And like, I feel like this film wasn't a musical. No, not would, at all. It would have not worked at all. It would not have been complete trash. No, it's not a musical, dude. This is not a musical. It's considered a musical film. It's not a musical. There are four songs and they do not move the plot along at all. Um, it's It's a movie with songs in it. A musical. That's not a musical. A musical, ha their songs m move the plot forward or they advance character. That's not what happens. The songs usually advance the plot or develop the characters. Mm -hmm. But in some cases, they serve merely as breaks in the storyline. That mm -hmm. is literally in the definition for musical film. What do you got? Hang on. <laughs> you're, not, you're, you're not ready to just like let, let it be. You, you want to keep going. Keep going. I'll 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 get back to you in just a sec. Keep going. You're gonna you're gonna fight me on the definition. Of, I I was literally reading off the definition of musical film. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I I I loved this film. Not sure if I would see it again. Honestly, I think there were certain numbers that I would see again. I just don't think I could sit through a plot that's going nowhere. Um, though this does make me really curious. Like, I know like the the last remake was made in two thousand nine. So it's been 13 years since that film. Uh, it was not great. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> it was not great. Yeah. Yeah. It does make me so curious, though, to see, like, especially in today's world, if we did try to remake it again, like, what that would look like. You know, what would the cast look like? What would the numbers look like? Like, I'm so curious to see how that would come together. So... Now it's got me kind of wanting a um a, a, a fame update. I uh, don't want a fame update. I don't no? want them to make this into a movie again. I don't think it works as a movie. I, I wasn't speaking about about a, a film necessarily. I, I could just, see this being like a mini series. Yeah, like a limited series. Yeah, like it gets like two, three seasons tops, and then it's just like we're done. We know no. we we need the story that we wanted to do, and we're just gonna walk away. It's like you know how. 
Okay, so I just watched Inventing Anna recently, which is like this miniseries they did on Netflix. It was long. It was like eight episodes. Each one was about an hour and a half. I think Mm. that's what we need. We need eight episodes, each one an hour and a half. Then we're done. I think Mm -hmm. that would be enough to cover the stories that they set up but do not conclude. Fair. Fair. All right. You want to do plugs? <laughs> yep. Yep. All, All right. right. Feel free to, to uh, start us off. Uh, you can find me at Brittany Blue Eyed on Instagram and TikTok. I am also on the Tabletop Vanguard podcast of fun, real play tabletop game podcast. So please check us out anywhere you get your podcast as well. Um, something I would like to recommend. I, yeah, you know what? I am going to recommend Inventing Anna. It's messy as fuck if you like messes it's it's like watching reality tv messy it's oh it's a lot you should absolutely watch inventing anna it's i've never like anger watched something so well before yeah yeah Yeah. all right uh you can find me on twitter at andrew nuno on instagram at andrew the nuno twin um my show Border, still out there on OTV. If you care to watch it, six episodes, about eight to 14 minutes each episode. Feel free to give it a watch. Um, the thing I'm going to plug, Better Call Saul. I'm currently catching up on the late on the latest season in anticipation of the newest season coming out on the 18th, on April 18th. Uh, really, really good show for though, even like though, uh, even if someone hasn't seen Breaking Bad, before starting this show, this show very much stands on its own. It has just enough references to Breaking Bad without it taking over the story. Really, really well done. Bit of a slow burn, but once it gets going, it really gets going. And Bob Odenkirk is phenomenal. So would absolutely recommend giving that a watch. It's on Netflix if you want to see it. Uh, Yeah, that's kind of the recommendations I got for you this time. Cool. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check out next episode where we continue with the 80s and do Dirty Dancing because I'm going to make you do this more, dude. We are on this train and we will not get off. Um, We will get off eventually, but I do think we need to do Dirty Dancing just because we got to cap this off. We got to cap it off with the icon. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of keep this going, but if you guys want to give a listen to any of our other episodes where we discuss films that aren't dancing oriented, uh, or are, yeah, yeah, feel free to give any of our other episodes a listen. We appreciate it as always. Um, take care guys, stay safe. Um, but until next time, remember if you're looking for a film where the dancers are great, but the plot is lame, turn on your TV and watch the film fame. Ouch. <laughs> I had to give a balanced review there. (laughs) All right. Take care, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. And we fade out to the song.